everybody. Thank you for joining in、um, and listening to our first, our very first podcast and video show. We hope you enjoy it, and we also hope that you take away many valuable lessons. And we hope to continuously educate and equip you with with knowledge, so that you can go out there and apply it to yourselves. In the future, we will also have interviews that we interview some of the leaders in the industry,、um, and just share their story with you, so that you may relate to one of their、um, story and, and take it on board. Just before we continue、um, in today's podcast, we will look at elite in vision, and then the topic, the main topic of discussion today is budgeting and planning. Before we proceed with anything in life, we have to have a disclaimer,、um, and the disclaimer I encourage everyone to to read it. And for those who are listening, I will just read it out to you. This video and podcast should not be copied, distributed, published, or reproduced in whole or in part. The information contained in this video and podcast does not constitute advice or a recommendation from any elite members to the listener or viewer. You are encouraged to do your own research and seek advice where appropriate. Elite in and the speakers are not providing financial, legal, accounting, or tax advice or recommendations in this podcast or video. In addition, the receipt of this podcast by any listener or viewer is not to be taken as、uh, constituting the giving of investment advice by Elitein or the speakers to that listener. My name is Nila. Nice to meet you. Nice to virtually meet you, and hopefully, we、uh, I'll get to see you in person. Who am I? I'm a I am a financial consultant or a private wealth advisor, and I work for a small boutique.、Uh, well, it's a, it's a boutique financial services industry. The company has been running、uh, in operation for the last 25 years.、Um, we came out of Investec. Some of you may know Investec, which is very similar to Macquarie Group. Anyway, enough about that.、Uh, but you can find find all that in all my information and my bio on LinkedIn and and many other social platform, and also on our website. I am a founder. I am I am a founder of Elitein Foundation. Also, a founder of Nilla Gems. I'm a mentor, and I'm an extremely an advocate for financial success, and a proud mother of one. I have a child who is one and a half years old. My advocacy is to、um, to bring personal finance and improve financial literacy for everyday Australians. The vision for Elitein. It is a medium to educate and equip you with financial literacy, so that you can live for tomorrow by starting today. We will、um, eventually start talks and workshop, but but we're just not ready at this stage. How are we funded? So Elitein、um, has been purposely designed to be a not-for-profit organization、um, rather than for profit,、uh, and and and. One of the well, the main reason for that is to be true to our vision and true to our values. We will be funded 
through revenue and um, sponsorship, and that will be corporate sponsorship and individual um, sponsorships. We want it to work together so that we can empower one another. Um, elite information, so, you know, where the idea generated, it started with me about almost about two years ago, um, where I, I, I am approached constantly by family and friends to, um, to, to guide them in terms of the personal finance. Personal finance is something not taught in schools nor universities. And there is, well, there are a lot of information out there and a lot of people that are doing it. And there are some very, very good tools, which I will, you know, which we will share on this platform in the near future. But just really on, on, on the idea generation or how Elatin was formed was there was a study, there was a research study done in the US by Forrester um, a Consulting Group. Um, and what they found was that the advice industry or, uh, are really suited for the private client space or, or individuals and household that have uh, an, uh, an efficient amount of assets to look after and the reason for that is the advice industry is is based on fum or aum and these are the pronounce of fum stands for funds under management and aum stands for assets under management and we charge a percentage of the amount of of, of assets that we look after so individuals and households who are high income earners but they don't necessarily have enough assets to uh, for an advisor to charge on it becomes a little bit more difficult um, there are advisors who are charging um, fee for um, fee for service or a, um, a, or a dollar a, a fixed dollar but again it's it's a, it's a new space it's an evolving space but a lot of a lot of individual and households understand that they they need advice they want advice but finds it difficult to find the right um, ad, uh, advisor so this platform is not to give you advice it's really to give you and equip you with enough tools so that you can have those conversation um, when you are sitting in front of an advisor or if you or if you do it yourself it's just to give you enough information so that you can go out there and implement it yourself my act, my vision led from a void and I was taught and I actually came to know that my vision came from is led from a void by attending um, a, a, a coaching session. Um, and it's really the void is um, if you can see, if you know who I am, I, you know, I'm a minority background. Um, it is, it, it's, it's not to say that it's a disadvantage, but it is an area where I find people, uh, you know, if I look at my friends and families, um, they really, uh, there is a, a disconnect um, and, and that disconnect comes from being uncomfortable to talk about certain things. Um, so my, the vision is actually is led from a void and, and I want to see more private clients in this space that are from, um, that are from minority groups. The team is bigger than myself. Uh, the team is made up of, there are two other people and you will hear from them in the near future. We have all sorts of plan. Just watch this space. I'd like you to meet Hannah Gurr. She is a managing director of Empire Lane Private uh, Property Advisory um, Group. She's a mum of three. She's absolutely um, 
a very big character person and she just fills the room with joy. Uh, Mari Cecilia Ferreria, she's also known as, uh, we call her either Maze, uh, MC or Maisie. She's an exceptional family lawyer. She's very young. Um, and she's, you know, she's the uh, youngest and brightest uh, family lawyer I've seen. And, and both Hannah and, and Maisie wears their heart on their sleeves. And, and the vision is driven be, um, from, from our hearts. So in, uh, um, I look forward to um, you getting to know Hannah and Maisie in the future. Now, let's get into budgeting and planning. What is budgeting and planning? And everybody has a different way of doing, doing, um, doing it. This is my way and it's not the, the, the most, uh, it is not the only way, but, but for me, this has worked. And I know some of the um, items that I will talk about, it's a little bit in line with, uh, many of you may have read or heard of Barefoot Investor by Scott Page. Um, I mean, he, you know, he talks about buckets and he talks about goal setting and having that conversation. So it is very similar to that, but it, it's a little bit more, um, more simpler, if I can put it that way. And I've always been an advocate of simplifying your affairs as much as possible and not overcomplicating because when you overcomplicate, it, you tend to become overwhelmed with information. It's the same goes, the same applies to um, investment knowledge. If you try and understand every single aspect, it becomes too overwhelming and what, ha what generally happens is human nature is that if it's too hard and too difficult, you put it under, uh, under your desk and it's never to be revisited again. So there are a few key areas that I'd like to address today. Uh, first, goal setting, that is future you. Current position, where are you right now? And then the four buckets is really there to, to achieve your goals. Um, invest, you must. It is absolutely in, extremely important um, that you invest. And, I don't, you know, it, it, it doesn't have, you know, whatever you're comfortable with, but you, you must invest. Understand compound interest. Understand rule of 72. And once you understand the power of those two, you, uh, you start to realize and, and really understand how people have made it and how wealthy individuals, you know, how Warren Buffett started. Warren Buffett started with $100,000. Um, you know, Ray Dalio started from scratch. Um, he, you know, he was at the, uh, at the brink of, of bankruptcy at, at one stage, but now, he's, you know, um, so people have different journey and just really understanding those really powerful tools um, can start to open up doors for you that, that you, weren't, um, you weren't aware of. And then the last but not least is having a discipline. Goal setting. Um, what is goal setting? Goal setting is future you. It's got, um, it, in terms of goal setting, you will have two. I encourage you to think about it in a in in a, in a certain time frame. And I've chosen ten year for a particular reason, and that reason is that any investment has a time frame 
of about 10 years. We encourage you to have, if you ever go, if you, if you go into an investment, you must go into it with the, with the mindset that you'll be holding this investment for at least 10 years, unless something drastic changes. Of course, then you need to review and, and, and change and amend accordingly. Um, with goal setting, you'll have financial goals. I've put down there financial goals and lifestyle goals. What are those two? Financial goals are um, in, in line with your, uh, so example of a financial goal is, you know, I would like to buy a home in 10 years time, or I would like to pay down my mortgage, you know, by, by X amount in 10 years, etc. Or I would like my portfolio, my finance, you know, my put my wealth to be X amount of dollars, what, whatever it is, it's, 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 investment driven is financial driven and hence it's called financial goals and i've put down there one two three the reason why i have one two three is because if you have too many goals um, again you become very overwhelmed so it's so coming back to um, simplifying your affairs bringing it down to three it's easy to do it's uh, not not necessarily easy to do it's easy to comprehend um, and and it doesn't get lost lifestyle goals uh, you example of a lifestyle goal is I would like to be in a certain position in my current um, in, in my current company or I would like to have a change of career um, in 10 within 10 years time or I would like to start a business or if you're already starting a business I would like my business to be at this level you know X Y Z. So these are your financial. Or uh, another example of a finance of a lifestyle goal is I like to start a family, or you know um, I like to in increase my family size by another person. Um, you know, so, so these are example, not necessarily uh, money driven, but you know uh, lifestyle goals are there to give you to, to, uh, to uh, lifestyle goals makes you who you are. And financial goals are the medium for, um, for you to achieve your lifestyle goals. Current position. So where are you right now? It is extremely important that you get, you, you, you get your current position absolutely right. You will, um, I encourage you to have you on a page, on a piece of paper, where are you right now financially? Where are you right now in terms of lifestyle? And in, with, with financials, it's have a balance sheet. It's the easiest way to understand where you are. Have a balance sheet. It's, it gives you a, a huge amount of transparency in terms of what are your assets? What are your liabilities? What am I actually worth on this paper? Do I have more liabilities than assets? Do I have um, much, much equity at all? Um, and, and where do I want to get to? Am I comfortable with this, with this level of debt on my, um, on my balance sheet? Do I understand it? So use an Excel sheet to draw up your balance sheet in terms of your lifestyle. Use a diary to understand where you are or use the Excel, uh, Excel sheet to, um, to really paint a picture of where you are at the current time and in uh, I have a table in there under assets I have cash property investment superannuation 
um, you know, I have excluded, purposely excluded cars and any other um, personal items because these are not what I would classify as assets because they are there to give you an emotional um, benefit or social status, cars, jewellery and all of that. It's, a, it's an emotional attachment rather than an investment, uh, rather than a, uh, than a um, it's a subjective rather than an objective. Liabilities I have in there, mortgage, credit card debt. So credit card debt, not, not the credit card that, you know, every, most of us will have a credit card and most people will pay their credit card monthly without incurring any interest. I put, I put, I've only put in their um, outstanding credit card and I haven't put in the, 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 the usual credit card that you normally have and you're paying down, down the credit card um, monthly. Car loans, I put it in there, uh, personal loans and any money that you owe family members and friends. It is important to, to, to have it there because if, if you owe them, I can guarantee you, they know that you owe them. So, uh, to, and, and it, it, sometimes it may not be discussed, but it is, it, it is something that, that you have to be aware of and you want to pay, um, you want to reduce your life. You want to make your, um, ensure your assets are working to reduce your liabilities so that we can start to increase your, your net worth. The four buckets, what are these? And these buckets are similar to what has been discussed by Scott Page, um, like I said, in his book, Barefoot Investor. And I know some of you may have read it or, or heard about it. Um, it. You know, he simplifies it extremely. If you haven't read it, go go and read it. Take um, You don't have to take everything away, but if you take at least you know, 20% of what he has said, um, you know, you're, you're doing yourself a, a, a favor and your future self will thank you for it. Bucket one, pay yourself. It's extremely important that you pay yourself first. Bucket two, mortgage and rent. Bucket three are your expenses, fixed and discretionary. So these are your electricity bills, school fees, holidays, et cetera, et cetera. And this bucket is really the bucket that you have a, a, a control over. So this is your cash flow bucket. This is where your cash flow management comes into the equation. Bucket four is your emergency bucket. Um, and, and emergencies are really there to, um, and like an emergency. So it's, you know, I, I personally use emergency to also have a portion of the emergency to, um, to al allocate some on self-development um, and, and, and self-growth. And that comes from bucket, bucket four for me. And, and it could be different for you. It could come from bucket one, whatever, whatever it is. It's either bucket one or bucket four. An emergency, how much should you have in an emergency bucket? At least you sh I would aim to have about three months um, of living expense in, in your emergency bucket. And the reason why I say three months is because if you have, most of us will have income protections with, uh, uh, from our employee 
employers uh, or, or through our superannuation. Uh, and they generally kick, um, kick in um, about three months in, uh, after you put your claim in. So within that three months, so that you're not, you're not in financial stress, you want to ensure that you have at least about three months worth of um, living expense in the emergency bucket. Having a little bit more than three months gives you a lot of flexibility. So I, I'm right, and now I'm going to go through with you a scenario analysis, and I've put in there a household income of 250,000 gross because this platform is really will be really useful for um, households and individuals that are earning um, in excess of about 200 thousand plus um, household income grows and at the individual level it is about a hundred thousand um, on a household income so this is a, you know very simple scenario simple example uh, husband and wife or you know, a, a partner 250,000 gross income of that 250,000 you will have to pay uncle Sam the tax man a portion of that it's about 35 percent of your of your salary will, will go to uncle sam based on a two hundred fifty thousand dollar um gross salary that's about eighty five thousand, and that will go straight to uncle sam and that's that's fine that's something you know we we, you know, we, we can't control fortunately we have to pay to you know to live in a society that we live today you know with with very little crime and you know, we enjoy the roads and, and and services that the governments provide to us 30 percent um so then uh, if we deduct 250 uh, if we deduct 85,000 from 250,000 you will end up with uh, take your take-home pay is 165,000 of 165,000 the pay yourself bucket bucket one 30 percent automatically should go into into this bucket 30%, 30% 30 on 165,000, it's about 50,000. And this is the money that you must invest. You must invest this money and it doesn't, and, and your, what you invest in will come down to your risk profile or your risk comfort or, or your, um, or your comfortable uh, comfortness around risk. The other 30% bucket two, it, again, it's about 50,000 on 165,000 take home pay. That is your mortgage and rent. If your mortgage and rent is more than 50,000, then you're living outside of your means. It's either you bought a home that is too expensive for you, or you're living in a, in a home that is just too expensive. You need to, you, 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 I encourage you to review your current situation and start to think, you know, am I, am I, is it really worth me to, you know, um, taking a little bit away from my future self? So it's something that, that comes down to your personal level. <coughs> Excuse me. And then the third bucket is 30 um, expenses. Again, that's 30% of 165,000. So that's about 50,000. These are your fixed and discretionary expense. This is the bucket that you have, you know, immense control over. 10%, the other 10% or the remaining 10% is your emergency bucket. On 165,000, that's about 15,000. And I've just done, I've just rounded the numbers off um, for simplicity. 
but you know the in actual figure it's just it's slightly different um, <coughs> so where would this money sit if you have a mortgage this this emergency money will sit in an offset account um, and it's really there just not to be touched it's an emergency it's not to fund your holidays it's really it's there to um, for emergency only Now, the, the uh, you know, the, I guess the most asked question I, I receive is how do I get to future me from current me? And there are a couple of ways of doing that. One way is you seek advice. And, we, you know, we're, you, know you use elite in platform and resources to equip yourself with enough financial literacy so that you can start to have meaningful conversation with your advisor or your accountant. And for the DIYers, you use, you know, elite in platform and other resources to educate and again, equip yourself so that you can start to execute it and implement, implement it uh, with as much knowledge and information as possible. Every investments have, um, have an in, every investment have an in, inherent um, level of risk. Um, it, it's uh, and you know what I will what we would like to to do at Elite In um, it is to give you the knowledge, but also give you the the tools to practically implement those um, if you were to, to do it yourself. Validators uh, again use our platform to to get in, gain and gain a deeper understanding of the area of your interest, a specific area of interest. Use the expertise within the group or uh, or, or, uh, or our network to achieve your objectives. So you know, and and the question of uh, to answer your question of how do I get to future me from current me is it's mainly through bucket one, invest you must with um uh, staying on invest investing um i'll then spend a little bit of time talking about compounding what is compounding and the power of compounding Compound interest is interest calculated on the initial principle, which also includes the accumulated interest. So it's really interest on interest. That is basically the power of compounding. That is compounding in a nutshell. You're earning dividend on dividend. Warren Buffett will say, my life has been a product of compound interest. Albert Einstein has, you know, it's one of the leaders, um, the early leaders in identifying compound interest. And he said, you know, one of the famous quote is compound interest is the most powerful force in the universe. It is the eighth wonder of the world. Charlie Munger, and again, another invest investment guru, uh, if you don't understand compounding, then you don't understand investment. Definition of compounding can be found on many different, I mean, if you just Google and, and gain a comfort around what is compounding, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go through 
into the mathematics behind compounding because that's that may that may bore a lot of people um, but it is just to understand and and the basic understanding of compounding is that you are earning dividend and earning an interest on the interest that you receive so it's really money working for you um, I will go I will take you on to um, a, a, a website, government website called moneysmart.gov.au. I encourage everybody to 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 jump on it, um, play around with it, and use the compound interest to really understand, to really um, see, <coughs> you know, the uh, to really see where the power of compounding can lead you to. So staying on um, my example of. Um, of that of the couple with 250,000 gross income and in their bucket one they will have you know their starting um their, their starting balance will be 50,000 and they're depositing 4,000 a month and I'm, again I'm rounding this figure for simplicity 4,000 a month and and it's being compounded monthly so I'm assuming here that the that the couple has decided to invest in an equity portfolio an equity portfolio is a, is compounding monthly, and the time frame again it, to be in line with what I what I've laid out earlier is ten years, and if we're investing in the equity market, the equity market um, in on, on average has returned about eight percent per annum. Um, yeah, over the last uh, over a very long period of time, so assuming an eight percent return per annum. Uh, a starting balance for 50,000, regular deposit of 4,000 monthly over a 10-year period, what do you end up with? You're, you end up with total savings of 843,000. And that's 50,000 initial deposit, regular deposit of 480,000 over 10 years, so ten, uh, and then total interest, so this is your capital growth of 312, so you end up with 840. Now, again, this is simplifying. It's not, you know, the, the real life scenario is not going to look like this, but it will, it will certainly look very similar to this um, based, based on this historical number. Now, if I do that over 30 years, what does your balance look like? Then you start to see the power of compounding. This is where power of compounding comes into, into the equation. And this is how you become a private client. So investing in equities does come with its own risk it is more volatile so this is not going to be for everybody so let's say you're investing in in, in a property and property prices have been compounding for about five percent per annum and if we do that your your equity will be worth 703 and if you do that for 30 years it's about 3.5. So you can play around with the numbers, play around depending. So, so the biggest variable is the annual interest rate. So assumed um, returned on that investment um, profile and then the number of years. So these, these two are the variables. If these two change, then the outcome will drastically change.
rule of 72, staying on compounding. So rule of 72 is really a, 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 a very simple way to determine how long an investment will take to double based on an expected rate of return. It is a rule that I use um, consistently with my clients or with prospects or with any um, with, with anybody that that wants to understand uh, um, uh, um, an investment return time frame. The rule assumes that you reinvest any income from the initial investments and the rule uh, really incorporates the uh, a compounding or compound interest. Um, so just to, again, staying on the example that I've used, 72 divided by 8 gives you 9 years. So 72 divided by the expected rate of return gives you the number of years that it will take for that investment to double. So if I were to start with 100,000 in 10 years' time, I should expect my 100,000 portfolio to be around 200,000. The reality will look different, um, but it is at least it is a starting point. It is really there to give you an idea of, of what, what the return should look like for you. Now, the last, the last slide that I'd like to talk about is having a discipline. Um, automate wherever possible. Regularly, in, you know, visit your progress and goals at least once a year, but try and do that semi-annually. Um, uh, so, the, you know, the, the easiest way I like to think about it is, you know, you, you visit it um, once at the end of the financial year and, and another time at the end of the calendar year. If you, don't, if you do not have an advisor, have a mentor or follow people that have succeeded in life. Surround yourself with experts and leverage of them. They are very willing to teach you. Um, successful people are absolutely... Um, uh, receive an emotional benefit in seeing you succeed. Use resources and tools to educate and equip yourself with financial literacy. Personal finance is not taught in schools or universities, so you will have to do the extra hard work to, to teach yourself and platform like this will absolutely are there to aid you in, in, um, in embracing yourself with um, financial literacy. Invest in yourself regularly, invest in knowledge. Um, you know, for, for me, I invest a portion of my, of, of my income in myself annually and, um, and it, is just, it is just so important that you do that. And that could be a portion of how much you pay an advisor. It could be a portion of how much you pay to um, to, to 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 buy books, to uh, or, or subscribe to different channels. Whatever it is, invest in yourself regularly and revisit them. Am I achieving uh, a return on my investment? And if you are, continuously do it. And if if you are not, revisit, regroup. Thank you very much for listening and watching the interviews, education uh, and, and videos to equip yourself with financial literacy to achieve your financial success. 
money and health are the two most important items you uh, to achieve to um, your happy medium. They allow you to buy time and give you the option in life. And if you enjoy this show, we hope you will follow and subscribe us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and podcast channels. Please message us on these platforms should you have any questions or if there are any topics you would like us to explore. Thank you for listening. Take care.